always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it, as it'll help dynamic people such as yourself to discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I'd love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen, a coaching client seeking their second chance, or a representative of a business or a college or university. Contact me at richardsecondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at Lewis. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about the three types of mentors. As you know, mentors come in various forms. Mentors could be professional, academic, family, relationship, faith, and of course, reentry. In the mentoring journey, you'll find yourself being mentored. And then if everything goes well, you'll find yourself being someone's mentor. And in most cases, you always find yourself being in both roles. You'll be a mentor to someone and you'll be a mentee to someone else. Today, we talk about the three types of mentors in my mind. Three types of mentors are someone who's older than you, someone who's in your peer and age group, and someone who's younger than you. Now, a lot of times people traditionally look at mentors as someone who's older than you. Let's look what the definition of a mentor is. Webster's Dictionary defines a mentor as an experienced and trusted advisor. So the key words are experience and trust. Doesn't say that they necessarily are older, doesn't say that they can't be younger, and it doesn't say that it can't be in your age group. But certainly as an advisor and a mentor, there's certainly different types. They could be the cheerleader, that could provide you support and enthusiasm. There could be the consultant, which could really draw out the X's and O's like a game plan for you. There could also be the counselor who's there to listen. And of course, there could be the coach who's gonna keep you accountable. But no matter what the role of the mentor plays in your life, as a mentee, one has to ask themselves, well, what do you want to do? What is your goal? What's the sustainable state that you're trying to achieve? And when you look at that, there's different components of the mentor and mentee relationship in my mind. The first component of that relationship is there should be respect and openness and honesty. Because without respect and openness and honesty, the relationship won't work. Second component, you got to solidify that connection. And what's defined as a connection? A connection is linked or associated with common beliefs or interest. So certainly that connection has to be there. But I even go so far as to say that there also should be a covenant. A covenant is usually defined in a religious sense as a promise that's made to humanity by God. But I look at a covenant as a promise, a really deep promise, a binding promise that's bound by loyalty, respect, openness, honesty, and it's serious and you really lock it in. The third component of a mentor-mentee relationship is really it's ongoing and nurturing and it's growing all the time. Because certainly if you stay in the same place, you're not growing, you're not nurturing, you want it to be a better, you want it to be better so that both people are getting the most out of that relationship. And sometimes the fourth component is sometimes that relationship concludes. Sometimes there's a, there's, a season for every, there's a season for every person in your life. Or it could continue and repeat and continue to nurture and grow and flourish. Now, a lot of times I go back to the thing where mentors are only seen as traditionally as older than us. And I'll talk to my friends out here who are Star Wars fans. 
and I won't say, and when I say Star Wars, I'm talking about the original trilogy that came out in the 70s and 80s, episodes four, five, and six. In the Star Wars trilogy, certainly its popularity was based on adventure, family aspects, and of course, science fiction. What I like to concentrate on is the mentoring relationship. We always talked, we always saw how Luke was mentored by Obi-Wan and by Yoda. There was always, you always saw the dynamic of the mentor and mentee. They were talking to him about life and how to live life, the value of life and being skilled in the Jedi arts. We valued that mentoring relationship when we saw that on the movie screen because it really talked to how we learn and who we learn from is very important. Now, going back to the three types of mentors that are older, you appear and they're younger. I like those three types of mentors because they give you various aspects of life. And through all three of those mentors, you see a clear blueprint. You see a blueprint for success and you see a blueprint for failure, which both are valuable, which we'll talk about a little later. But ultimately, in the sense of mentoring for, for reentry, we want to avoid recidivism. And we want to promote academic, personal, professional success, or success in area, any area of one's reentry journey. We want to promote that success. And that's what the mentoring relationship is so very important. Now, when I look to my older mentors, my older mentors, I look to their life experience. I look at seeing the road in which they've taken. They've gone on a road in which I haven't gone on yet. And I want to emulate the good things that they've done. And certainly the thing, the mistakes they've made, I don't want to emulate them, but I don't look those mistakes as losing. I always believe in life, you're either winning or you're learning. Because like I said, success leaves a blueprint, but failure leaves a blueprint as well. And these older mentors have always shared with me that they've learned more from, the mis from their mistakes that they've made than the degrees they've earned. They've learned more from the mistakes they've made than the money they've made. They've learned more from the mistakes they've made than the awards or accolades they've been given. Learning from mistakes is so valuable in having that component with these older mentors, because when you learn from the mistakes, you avoid repeating them and you learn to do things better. So certainly I can look at their successes and say, yes, I wanna do this, I wanna emulate the success, but learning from their mistakes is some of the most valuable lessons that I've, that I've learned from these mentors. And, though, and that valuable learning is from those ex, from their experiences. Now, there's a lot of older mentors that I could that I could mention, and there's probably some that I won't that I'll forget along the way. But certainly, I've had valuable learning experiences in these mentoring relationships, and the valuable learning certainly came from the former publishing agent who, through one play, started a movement to create New York one of New York's premier reentry organizations. The valuable learning came from the black history professor in undergrad that always knew what to say and how to say it. He always reinforced growth in me and all of his students. And he always spoke to you that you mattered long before it was fashionable to say black lives mattered. Rest in peace, Dr. Edmund. The valuable learning comes from that life coach or mentor who was always sought after to provide education and de-escalation of violence seminars in prisons. He's done various seminars in, in other areas of business as well. When Nanamdi passed away, he was one of the individuals in the immediate aftermath who guided me and asked me, well, what do I want to do now, now that my son has passed? 
And with his vision board, we talked about what is it that you want to do in your son's name to help with the healing for you and the healing of your family and to be a help to other people. And through those conversations, I created the Nanambi Richard Lewis Memorial Scholarship. And that scholarship assists students who have a parent or parents incarcerated in a state or federal institution so they can continue their college education. So in Nanambi's name, hope and love is being spoken into the lives of students that never had the honor of meeting him. But then through his name and through the love of people contributing to their college journeys, they're able to continue and strive. The value of learning is watching the strength of a woman who was a school teacher and found herself involved in the criminal justice movement through the incarceration of her husband. And in that incarceration sparked the movement of Prison Families Anonymous because she knew that just like her husband was doing time on the inside, his loved ones, including her, had to do the time on the outside. They had to go through that journey with him because even though they weren't incarcerated, they were at the, at the family table in the home seeing the empty chair where he once sat. So they were doing time with him on the outside, even though they were not on the inside with him. I, the value of learning, I look at the life coach who consults with prisons and individuals dealing with prison life every day. He was my predecessor at the Fortune Society, and he continues to be an invaluable resource to me to this day. He's one of those people that spoke to saying, hey, find your voice, create your voice, have a voice, because you have a voice. Amazing man. The value of learning also comes from that returning citizen who became a lawyer and was accepted to the bar in New York and Florida, and then after incarceration became a judge himself. The value of learning comes from two of my cousins on my dad's side who I grew up with. One is now a director of athletics in Miami-Dade Public Schools. He continues to be a mentor, a friend, a cousin, a brother. Same thing with his brother, who all through his life was that mentor, friend, and cousin. When we spent summer vacations in Haiti together, I'd come to Miami and, do so, and, and have summer vacations with them and constantly creating those family bonds. One of my cousins, he's already, he recently transitioned and has passed, but his impact on, on my life has never stopped. Rest in peace, Moses Jr. I also look at peer mentors. Peer mentors, their life experience is something different. While I'm not learning from what they've done, the learning comes from simultaneously what we go through together. Because now with your peer mentors, there's that level of openness and vulnerability because we're in it together. I remember when I was an undergrad at St. John's University, no matter what, at the time, no matter what major you were in, you always had to do three semesters of theology and three semesters of philosophy, no matter what you majored in, everybody had to do those 18 credits. And I remember I had a philosophy professor who was the professor for two of the three of my philosophy classes. And he would always give out, when it was time to take a test, he'd always give out the test in the blue book. So I know this is long before learning management systems, long before internet, long before taking tests online. And he would take, we would take the essay test in these blue booklets. And he would always say, don't copy from your neighbor because they know just as little as you. They may even know less, less than you. He said it jokingly, but at that point we knew that we kind of knew we were all in this together. We were either gonna be sinking or swimming or like I'd like to look at it, we were either gonna be winning or we were gonna learn. The true prayer mentors are the ones that are gonna give you mutual support, hold you accountable, having crucial conversations with you, not afraid to have those crucial conversations with you. They're going to be honest with you but and open with you, but yet compassionate and respectful. I've had great peer mentors along the way and continue to still have them in my life. 
the peer mentors such as a dear friend that I've known since the second grade, through high school, through life, we've shared good, bad, and ugly stories together. Great peer mentors like one of my best friends who we are godparents to each other's children. Certainly we, we have shared our good, bad, and ugly stories together and have grown together and have, and, have, and have enjoyed looking back on the memories we've had and continue to enjoy the memories we still create to this day. One of my other good friends who we were in the Boy Scouts together when I was working towards my Tenderfoot badge, he actually tutored me through the process. And then of course, have another peer mentor who was a classmate in my doctoral program and is a colleague to me today. We, are, we both have open and honest and sometimes tough, tough conversations with each other, but we're always respectful to each other and we hold each other accountable. It keeps our bond strong. And with all these peer mentors, it makes us better men, better professionals, and makes us better fathers. When I look at my younger mentors, this is a fascinating journey because I see life through their experience. I see how they see life without fear. How they just see the potential of life and the limitless return on one's investment. I, I admire their resilience and I see how they're adaptable through different aspects of life, how they navigate well, how they, have, how they see your mistakes and, and they sit there and learn from your mistakes and they avoid them. They still make their mistakes along the way, but that's okay. They're winning and they're learning. And then they show you their innovation as to how they get through mistakes and get through the tough patches as well. My daughter to this day, she still shows me <laughs> in being and her being a mentor to me, she still shows me different ways how to use my cell phone. She's certainly my cell phone technology ninja. When my kids would come for summer vacations, both of them would play with my cell phone all the time. Sometimes they would mess it up. But a lot of times they'd make it work better. So they, they said, Daddy, you, you need to know how to do this. You need to show you how to do this. I'd be amazed how these kids would understand the technology and get the best out of it. So it was awesome. And of course, I've had some great younger mentors along the way. Some of those great younger mentors include, I have three former students who are now my colleagues at, at the institution I work at. They've grown to be very competent professionals as I see them making their imprint in higher education and now mentoring students themselves. I look at my children, my Julian, my angel in heaven, Nanamdi, my dear sister, my dear niece. I always look, look to them. They've always challenged me to be my best self. And when I look at my daughter, my sister, and my niece, I look at three women who have definitely shown me what strength and resilience is, what innovation is, and I continue to be amazed and admired by all three of them. I look at the younger cousins on both sides of my family. I see them making their mark in the world, leaving legacies, and just making the world a better place. They're doing outstanding work. In addition to these three types of mentors, I like to also give some honorable mentions to definitely people who have outstanding podcasts and have created a great social presence on social media, that is. I look at my cousin, Lovey, who's in Montreal, Canada. He and I share the same birthday. I love his Lovey for me social website and social media platform. He has a custom fitness plan, a custom fitness and workout program in Canada. He does great with that. I look at Justin with the Justin Aguirre podcast. I look at Rick with Kickstart Thinking. I look at Bob, Beyond Our Boundaries. I look at Sam, Every Day is Saturday. I look at Darren, Life Coaching for Men. I look at Kevin, Life After Sports. I look at Michael, Cuckoo for Politics. I look at Dan in the no comfort zone. And I even look at my cousin, last but not least, a phenomenal woman. I look at my cousin, Dr. Marjorie, 
and Time for Dinner. These are great podcasts that are, that are a big portion of my podcast library, and I enjoy the messages, and I look forward to them putting out new, new content each and every day, each and every week. So they're definitely a big part of my life. And certainly when it comes to mentoring, I want to continue to work with you on your reentry journey, your everyday, one day at a time reentry journey. I'd love to be your mentor. We can mentor each other. Certainly love to work with you one-on-one as a returning citizen. Love to work with you as that coaching client. If you're the rep of that business or college or university and you're looking to create a mentoring presence, love to work with you as well. Email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or certainly reach out to me via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. I look forward to seeing you and meeting with you. So remember, if you've been blessed to see another day, you've always been blessed with your second chance. So make the best of it. I love you all. Take care and be well.